three. <laughs> I think that was good. It sounded off to me, but we'll we'll let Grant um take care of that. I feel like that should be our intro because we're gonna end up saying that every single time. <laughs> and then you all you hear is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. Let's let's do the intro. Oh no. All right, you ready? Welcome, dog moms and dads, to our show where we discuss the everyday joys and challenges of pet parenting. I'm your host, Jen. And I'm Ashley. And this is a dog mom podcast presented by Zippy Paws. Yay! Okay, so I guess we're just going to start by introducing ourselves. Um, Episode one. Yes. Um, my name is Jane Glazer. I am the co-founder of Zippy Paws. Um... Should I talk about myself? Um, what should I talk about? What should I say? Um, I don't know. How did you get to where you are now? Yeah, I guess we can go into the history of Zippy Paws a little bit. Um, I started the company in 2011 after I finished um, college and I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, but then I, I was like looking for dog toys for my dog JJ at the time. And I just didn't really find anything that really strike my fancy. So I decided to just use my um, art background and my business degree and started Zippy Paws. Um, I didn't think it would be as big as it is today. So I definitely didn't go into it thinking that I would start um, a company, really. So it just kind of snowballed. And a really a successful company, really. Yeah, I feel like Zippy Paws is, is very well respected in, in its sphere yeah, definitely. Um, really proud of ourselves and our team and what we've done so far. So, yeah. Is it my turn? Yeah, or, it's your Are turn. we going to... Inter- my turn. Why, though? <laughs> People want to hear about you. We'll, we'll come back to me. We'll come back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Everything always comes back to Jen. That's, that's the common theme. So, my name is Ashley. I am the marketing manager at Zippy Paws. I've been here for what? How long have I been with Zippy Paws? A year, year and a half, almost. Almost a year and a half, a little over a year, I guess. It's like one of those really good relationships that you get into where you're like, I can't believe it's only been a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, it feels like it just flew by. Right. It feels like, so like I- it was yesterday. And also, it feels like it's been forever at the same time. Yeah, 100%. Um, I went to school for business. I am a marketing maven for lack of a more humble term. I've worked for the majority of my career in fashion before I came to Zippy Paws. But the one thing that has always been a consistent in my life is that I I love dogs. So I knew I knew when I found Zippy Paws that it was it was going to be the perfect fit. Oh, that's sweet. (laughs) I mean, and the interview with you was pretty nice too. I feel like it, it veered. It was the the interview for for my position was essentially the beginning of the Dog Mom podcast. We just didn't know it. Right, right. Yeah, I think. I mean, we can talk about um, uh, interview techniques one of these days too. But I think 
um, for me, what stood out was we just started spitballing ideas, our goals, our dreams, um, and our values just aligned. And I think yeah. that was when I knew that you know, I was going to offer you the job. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that at on the, the time. spot, on the spot. That was that was one of our best interviews yet. Oh, well, I mean, I don't know if we should talk about interview techniques because they made me wait outside of a glass doored office while they, quote unquote, decided if they were going to hire me, knowing, knowing that they were going to hire me, which is and easily you could, one of and the you most. And you could look into the conference room and see our faces, too. I mean, you guys did a really good job. Your poker faces were fantastic because I was out there sweating bullets. <laughs> I've I've worked on my poker face for this exact very reason. <laughs> <laughs> take you up to vegas yeah i'll win all the chips for sure <laughs> it's closed now so we can't go but once it opens if it opens uh, if it I'm ever just, does I'm, I'm kidding i'm kidding so quarantine is getting to us for sure it's what day Oof. i think it's i don't like, know what day it is i think it's like day 40 is it i stopped counting i think Mine started a little bit before everybody else's, no? It feels like I've been I've been locked away for a very long time. I think I started March 12th. I took a work from home day and I just never went back. <laughs> never came back. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Zippy Paws did a great job really being ahead of the curve, honestly. We, we adopted that work from home policy before it was mandatory. So I think we're, whatever the, the California dates are, I think we're... We were Maybe one week, like a week before, yeah, because um, California issued the stay-at-home order on March nineteenth, and we sent everybody home on the twelfth, so exactly a week before. Yeah. Oh, that fateful day. So I guess we'll just ta- start talking about quarantine because we're on the topic. Um, if yeah. you guys listened to our intro, we said we would debut our podcast on May eleventh, which is Dog Mom Day. Um, but I guess we're going to start a little bit early. I think the goal is to, to get it up almost immediately. It's, um, it's, it's really interesting, honestly, cause we, we had so many things planned, right? Not even just for dog mom podcast, but for marketing in general, um, our, our team has always been very tenacious and we have a lot of big ideas and big plans and we're the only way you can accomplish those is to be is to be tactical. So we had plans behind everything. We had timelines, we had dates, and we had a a definitive marching order where we were like, okay, we're going to get to these goals by this time. Mm -hmm. And it, things like, like COVID-19 are are honestly really humbling because it, it's a moment of, oh, maybe not just kidding. And yeah, that kind of led us to, to where we are now with dog mom podcast. We had planned to launch it in May and a lot of our other big projects got pushed back. And initially, you and I had planned to do this in the same room. We had video set up. We had a super cute set that we were going to do. Yeah, we actually and built like a logo, um, a set. We got lights. Um, so this is kind of... And we were going to uh, record it on video too to put it on YouTube. But um, this is our reality now. So we have to adapt and change and make the best of what we have. I'm not sad about not being on YouTube. <laughs> We're still going to put you on YouTube. Don't worry. We're still going to do I, our I hair would, and get all, you know, uh, presentable. The fact, the fact that I can record 
from my pajamas in my office is low-key very exciting for me yeah. I am not <laughs> I, I have no desire to be on YouTube I will do it for the good of our podcast <laughs> but that is that is not on the tip top of my priority it's list it's not so either I, it's not for me either I'm happy that we were able to adapt. Let's yes. just say that. I mean, we could we could record the podcast and Bjorn can just take my place. That's true. Just him just looking at shops, looking around, his ears going. <laughs> He's very, very animated. He might move his eyebrows a little bit. Yeah, and yeah, for the record, we are talking we'll have we are talking Kramer about my dog too. So we haven't introduced the dog. We I feel like that's the most important. Okay, part. I think that's what people care about. They don't really care about us. They just want to like know more about our dogs. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I care more about people's dogs. And do you? Okay, I'm gonna go off on just one quick tangent. Okay, are you the person that will remember someone's dog's name before theirs? Because I keep running into my neighbors taking my dogs out for walks, dog, and every time they say hi to me, I'm like, oh god. But then the people that are with their dogs, I'm like, oh, hi, Sunny. How's it going? And I have absolutely no clue what the dog's mom's name is. Yeah. No, 100%. I, I'll i just refer to someone as so-and-so's mom or so-and-so's dad. Um, some of them I do remember just because I'm usually pretty good with names. But I mean, some of them I don't even like try remembering their parents' names. I just know the dog's name for sure. Um, I mean, I think your husband called me Bjorn's mom for how long? <laughs> and not probably not because he didn't know my name. It's more a term of endearment in our in our crowd. But yeah, I, I, I feel think like... we um, see our dogs as kids. So then we we tell Birdie, oh, Bjorn's mom is here, you know, and it's not because she doesn't really know you as Ashley. So it's just that's true. Yeah, it's funny how we do that. That's a fun segue into our dogs, because then people are wondering why why I'm Bjorn's mom to your dog and I think that like that'll that'll be a fun explanation yeah for sure uh, so you can talk about Bjorn first but you're the owner of the company okay 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I have two dogs um Kramer and Birdie um Kramer was actually my husband's dog um and he brought Kramer into the relationship one of the one of the big reasons why I started dating him to be honest <laughs> One Men take note, have a dog. Yes. I said one of the reasons, not the only reason. <laughs> that, nice recovery. Right. I'm sure he's going to get mad at me later for that. <laughs> um, but Kramer is, a, he's almost 11. His 11th birthday is coming up. Um, he's a golden doodle. Um, just the fluffiest, most teddy bearish dog that you'll ever see. And he's so... With like, human faces. He's so this, sweet. I'm, I'm convinced Kramer is a person. He has in a very humanish eyes, and it just looks like he's thinking about you or thinking to tell you something all the time. And yeah, uh, he's got. A, I feel like he's got a lot to say. He does. He does, and he can say a lot with one look. You know, <laughs> oh, he can <laughs> those looks that he gives you. So my other dog is Birdie. She's a one-year-old golden retriever. Um, and she is just, oh gosh, a handful, I would say. <laughs> a beautiful handful. A be she's, she's gorgeous. She's so sweet. Um, she's kind of like Jekyll and Hyde where sometimes she's like the sweetest little girl ever. And then immediately like one second after she she'll like start chomping you 
and she'll bare her teeth and <laughs> she's really good at, at choosing who she chomps though i feel like if if she was at a dog park or any public place really she would only chomp on you yes yes so when when i take her in public she's very very sweet she listens very well um, but when she's at home she just kind of like shows her crazy side i mean i feel like we all do <laughs> to an extent she's maybe chomping is her love language it is it is definitely her love language she'll get super excited and she needs something in her mouth whether that's um, a toy a sock you know a piece of clothing from you or just your arm like she just has to ha- bite on something or my hair or or your hair yeah for sure <laughs> I feel like I've been I've been lucky enough to be on the receiving end of some of those chomps. She doesn't chomp everyone, that's for sure. So <laughs> I'll t- I'll take what I can get. <laughs> yeah, so that's how I mean, how much younger is Birdie than Bjorn? What's her birthday? I should know this. I'm sorry. Um what Oh, January 22nd. So Bjorn is was born December 5th. Okay, so almost almost 2 months yeah so i guess that kind of that means i have to introduce bjorn um that is my puppy he is a one and a half year old golden shepherd so he is half golden retriever half german shepherd he looks like a bear that's why we named him bjorn honestly um he really did grow into his name nicely when we we first rescued him he looked like a bear cub he i think when people think of of golden shepherd they have that there's this one image that circulates the internet all the time and it's this it essentially looks like a golden retriever with german shepherd ears um and bjorn is essentially the opposite of that um he he really looks like a, a black golden retriever he's got some golden flecks in him but when we adopted him he was all black and he looked like a little bear cub so we named him bjorn which is swedish for bear and uh, I, I hate giving this this description for him, but I think it it still stands true. We we call him the chief mama's boy at Zippy Paws, <laughs> and he uh, he is a love bug. He is very much a mama's boy. He is my my first puppy after losing my heart dog Stella to cancer a couple years ago, and he was a Valentine's Day rescue. So we got him on Valentine's Day. He definitely lives up to his name of Chief Mama's Boy. (laughs) That's for sure. He is glued to you like all the time. (laughs) He's a, yeah, it's, he's very, very sweet. He is not territorial or protective unless it is me. Um, He's never mean. He's never vicious, but he is on high alert when I am around. So yeah, he's a great guard dog for you. Yeah. He's the love of my life. And probably birdie's first boyfriend i think uh they they instantly fell in love we started bringing them together and he behaves with birdie like he behaves with no other dog yeah they can go at it for hours if we let them they yeah they they wrestle they bite each other's faces they slobber on each other it's quite repulsive when you think about it but it's simultaneously the cutest thing i've ever seen when you pull them apart their hair is like their ears are all crusty (laughs) that bird crunch is what we call it the bjorn comes home after after hanging out with birdie and he feels like a cheeto (laughs) definitely yeah i think and 
Yeah, I feel like um, Bjorn really helped Birdie to assimilate to the office because he was a little bit older and she really liked him. She looked up to him. So, you know, they were best friends uh, since day one. It, it, w- it was definitely nice. It was, it was nice to see another young puppy. We have quite a few older dogs at our office, honestly. Um, not too many middle-agers, but obviously that puppy energy is really hard to combat when mm-hmm. you've got a, a senior dog. And then Birdie started coming in and it was nice because they, they kind of got to experience things together yeah. and I think that that you and I really kind of bonded over that too we, we definitely commiserated together I would say <laughs> um I we were always like bouncing ideas of uh, off of each other like is this am I doing this right like does your dog do this too you know with have get, you experienced this <laughs> right do you ever want to tear your hair out <laughs> right I think uh I think we'll probably get more into it in another episode but we Jen and I dubbed it the puppy flu I think there was there was a good four or five month period where we weren't sleeping because these dogs were going out constantly and it it also it's also interesting because both puppies were really raised at the office I think that it's a it's definitely a plus in the workplace but I think that it's something a lot of people don't necessarily think about when you have a dog friendly atmosphere is that if you have a puppy your puppy doesn't care if you're on a conference call. Your puppy doesn't care if you are trying to write someone up. Your puppy doesn't care if you're trying to land a deal. Like if he's yeah. got to go, he's got to go. If he doesn't right. feel good, he's going to let you know. If he's bored, he's going to he's gonna find a way to not be bored. And I think that you and I really yep. kind of went through that together. Yeah, definitely. And I definitely made eye contact with Birdie while she's peeing or pooping <laughs> like right outside the glass conference <laughs> i'm like i can't get out right now but once i'm out (laughs) i mean that's where that's where bird turd originated her her nickname right yeah for sure she whenever she does something bad i'm just i just call a little bird turd it's it's endearing you know she's just a little turd to me (laughs) (laughs) i i think they both turned out really well yeah under the circumstances We must have done something right. Either that or we just got really lucky with really good dogs. Yeah, for sure. Who we occasionally want to throw out a balcony. I mean, I still want to strangle her sometimes, but she's so sweet. <laughs> I think um, hopefully that will be one of the the things that we talk about consistently. Like that'll be a theme that really resonates with people. It's very easy to to post pictures of really sweet puppies that are sleeping and talking about your experiences. And, and everybody has nothing but unconditional love for, for puppies, for dogs of of any age, really. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's always those moments that people don't talk about because it's not glamorous where you're just, you're pulling your hair out. You're, you're looking at this dog, like you are the cutest thing. And I would throw myself in front of a train for you, but they're like, I I've thought about tossing you down a, a flight of stairs. I'm not, not kidding disclaimer I would never actually do that yeah but I tell uh, you and I mean we've you and I have struggled with that even with with messaging that we've put out via marketing it's kind of this this gray zone that people don't necessarily want to talk about but everybody is going through and really dogs are dogs are the great levelers in in all societies honestly just because you're 
you're super wealthy and living in this beautiful mansion your dog you still have to pick up after your dog or maybe you have people to pick up after your dogs but your your dogs are still having accidents right yeah. and your dogs are still misbehaving it's they're the great equalizers definitely and you know during quarantine um some of our team members have gotten fosters or adopted new dogs and they've have questions too about how to um you know, assimilate their dog, their new dog with their current family and some behavioral issues. So we've noticed that like everybody has these issues, right? And we don't claim to be the experts on behavior issues at all. We're definitely not dog trainers, um, but we've seen a lot of, uh, seen a lot of like different um, types of scenarios and we've been through it all. So if we um, give you a little bit of a tip or we tell you our experience and you um, benefit from that I think that's um, that's like a job well done for us I think yeah I think it's it's insight not necessarily established expertise if that's a thing mm-hmm. um, we're obviously to, to echo what what Jen said we're not experts we're not trainers we're not vets but on that point we do have a very vast network of people and I think the goal one of my goals for this channel is really to get some of those people that are actually experts in the field, a a larger audience. So whether that's bringing in a vet or bringing in some type of dog trainer to, to reference really, I think that that's helpful too, because we've been, been very lucky with our network to have had the opportunity to get a lot of good information. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, it's only fair to share that with with other people yeah definitely and we have some guest speakers lined up to come talk about different types of topics experiences that they've been through something to give you another perspective on things or a different scenario that you haven't really thought about um, that could happen so i'm really excited for that yes very very and i don't know if it's worth noting but i do have two cats yes i forgot to mention cats are pets too in speaking of our pets, oh, they are very 100% pets. They will let you know that. But I do. I have I have a little girl, Aria, and a little boy, Poe. It's funny because your husband brought a dog to the relationship. Mm-hmm. And my boyfriend brought Poe when we got together. And honestly, I, I echo your sentiments on on the pet having a good impact on the relationship. I think... Uh, Poe was was instantly my favorite. He is also a mama's boy. I don't know what that says about me because he wasn't a mama's boy when he met me, but he is quickly transformed into one. Yeah. Um, I feel that Kramer has definitely, um, he's definitely a mama's boy. I mean, he loves his dad the most, but um, when he wants cuddles or when he's not feeling well, he definitely gravitates towards me because he knows I'm going to give him, you know, all the cuddles and all the pets. It's funny because... I feel like Paul, my boy cat, gravitates to me. And Aria, who I've had for, for years, just loves Nico. Like we, we almost did that flip. I don't I don't know if I could say that. Yeah, I don't know if I could say that I'm Aria's favorite anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> just That's time, time to get a little girl dog. Yeah, I've never, um, before Brady, I've never had a girl dog. And I never really um, considered getting a girl dog. It just happened this way. Um, but I just love their personality. You know, I, I want all girl dogs from now on. 
Yeah, I my my first dog, and I refer to her as my heart dog, Stella. I'll talk about her probably more than everybody cares to hear about, but easily the the best first dog I could have asked for, and a, a total sweetheart. And I, it is there are vast differences between the two, though, that I have noticed, and it some of them are actually conflicting with what I was told, really. Um, Stella was always super, super sweet, but she had this, this level of independence where she didn't necessarily need me. Mm -hmm. And, and I was always told that boys were the aggressive ones, right? And they were territorial and they were food, they more likely to be food aggressive. Um, again, not quoting sources because these were ill-informed comments that I was given. Mm -hmm. But when I got Bjorn, I realized that he, I think Bjorn is easily sweeter than Stella was and that that's hard that's a hard thing for me to say because I thought she was the pinnacle but I think Bjorn is sweeter because he needs me he's less he's less independent mm -hmm. than my girl yeah, was I can see that he definitely needs you and leans on you and relies on you for everything <laughs> do you feel like that's the same for Kramer and Bird um I feel like they're both independent in their own way um, Kramer doesn't need as much like physical attention. Um, whereas Birdie is on my lap every chance she wants and she gets, um, but ever since she was like a little pup, she's never been afraid of anything. Whereas like loud noises will scare Kramer. Kramer is a very sensitive dog. So, so that that's might... a better word I think for it. Sensitive. Yeah. He's very sensitive. Like if, um, my husband and I raise our voices at each other. Even sometimes we're just um, play fighting. Like we're, you know, pretend, pretending to be a characters or something. And we raise our voices. He gets very concerned and he comes over and checks on us. <laughs> so Bjorn does not like that either. Yeah. So he's very in tune um, with emotions and um, how everyone else is feeling. That's where he's, I guess, not independent in a way. But then... Also, he likes his space. Whereas he's taken that protector role. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's definitely become that older brother, um, father figure to Birdie, for sure. And Birdie has always been fearless. Like she will do anything um, and not be scared. So she has been. Yeah, I can second that. She's definitely been fearless. Yeah. Do you feel like Kramer struggled bringing Birdie on board? Yeah, definitely. So we were just talking about this with our team because uh, she just um, brought home a foster. But I was saying that Kramer was super excited on the first day um, when, Bert, uh, when Birdie came home. He was like, oh my gosh, like a little puppy for me to play with. He was super excited. He was licking her, kissing her. Um, but I think the second day reality set in and he just had she wasn't this, going like, home. empty look in his face. And he was like, oh, <laughs> this is this is my life now, you know. And uh, Birdie was eight weeks old at the time, so she didn't really know any better. She doesn't know her limits. Um, so she annoyed him, obviously. And it took him maybe three months to really come around. And now they're best friends. Um, they do everything together. They drink from the same bowl together. Um, when Birdie's outside, Kramer will, you know, protect her and he'll be on the lookout for any danger. And when we walk them, they are always walking side to side. So they're best friends now, but it definitely took them 
a long time to you know find their balance and find their um I guess where they are with each other and in the family too that makes me happy you're gonna have to to walk me through whatever you did when we bring our little girl home I yeah I'll, I'll let you know um but I think it's just just patience you know work with them um make sure that Bjorn feels like he it comes first always and he gets at least half or more of the attention and you'll be fine they'll work themselves out you know like dogs have their own um like order with each other or within a pack so they're gonna work out like who is alpha you know and who's big brother i'm alpha (laughs) always that's true they have to learn that as well yes all right well i think i think that kind of really honestly conveys what we're trying to do with this podcast too right where it's it's dialogue between you and i talking about our experiences and and really helping one another as well not that i i foresee you needing my expertise in how to integrate a dog with a cat um if that ever becomes something it might i've never seen never you know um not really a cat person but maybe something will come into my my life you are you are so good with my cat though you should i should just make you her godmother so if something (laughs) happens to me you have to take aria and then you'll have to be a cat person oh my goodness (laughs) i don't think aria could handle bird yeah i don't think so um birdie is a lot to handle um but she's she's definitely slowed down a little bit and she loves napping now instead of chomping she's sweet i feel like birdie would want to be aria's best friend and aria would be like no thank you (laughs) i speak from experience that's all bjorn wants in life oh aria just wants to be left alone to live her best life right so did you want to go over some of the topics we plan on discussing before we uh wrap up this wonderful conversation yeah definitely um i think our next episode is going to be a deeper dive into puppy puppyhood and our experiences of bringing our puppies home um because i feel like we've we've gotten our puppies in different ways but we've had similar issues um and similar outlooks on on puppyhood so we're gonna talk about that and um the next episode after that uh we're gonna have our first guest speaker it's gonna be a ddt dog dad takeover <laughs> so we're definitely gonna um have dog dads come on the show every now and then to give a different perspective um because you know but this one is like the dog dad i feel like <laughs> well he's he's my husband so um i'll give him that to make him happy he is the dog dad um he's gonna be talking about um kramer and there was a a a time period um, about three, four years ago now that Kramer was missing. This was before um, I knew him or Kramer. So he's going to be talking about his, his experience with that and, you know, give tips about if your dog goes missing or lost, um, how to get your dog back. Because, you know, um, spoiler alert, Kramer came home. <laughs> <laughs> So that was that was a good success story. Yeah, it was definitely a very emotional one. Um, you know, when I when I first met him, I just couldn't believe the story. Like it just 
it just like rocked my core because I can't imagine um, at the time uh, my dog JJ was still alive and I can't imagine um, like losing him for two, three months and kind of like the turmoil that goes through that. And, you know, we'll talk about um, kind of like the details and he'll give lots of tips um, on how to get your dog back. So I think that would be useful. I mean, it's God forbid, you know, your dog goes missing. Um, you want to have a list of steps and someone to guide you through um, what to do to to better your chances of having your dog come back. Yeah, I, I'm excited for that one. I think so often you don't hear the success stories. Mm-hmm. And then when you do hear the success stories, it's a, a quick excerpt on the nightly news and it doesn't it doesn't really teach you what to do if you do lose your dog and how to find them. And right. And there are lots guaranteeing. of um, misconceptions with microchips and uh, stuff like that. So we'll get into that. And then we're also curious what our listeners want to hear about, right? So if there's something that you would like to learn about, if there's something you would like to hear, if there's questions that you guys have for Jen or myself, feel free to sound off. You can reach out to us on social media at Dog Mom Podcast. Um, and we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. And also a quick reminder, if you do want to boop that follow button, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at dogmompodcast.com. Uh, actually, no, no, it's not dogmompodcast.com. It's dogmompodcast. Our website is www.zippypaws.com backslash dogmompodcast. Okay, all right. That's a wrap.